With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Play. What up, people? Kevin Owens here. Matchup Zone here on uh, Block Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me tonight. If you're up on the internet at 11 o'clock on a Friday night, that sounds like a, uh, you know, no offense, because I'm doing it too. But again, thanks again for uh, for joining us tonight, talking a little overseas basketball. So tonight, we uh, the, the reason for the lateness of our show is because uh, we will be joined tonight by uh, former Duke standout, uh, currently New Zealand citizen, Nick Horvath, now Nick. Uh, Nick and I ended up playing together for, uh, we played against each other in Australia, and we ended up playing with each other in New Zealand. And, uh, you know, just a terrific experience over, overall, you know, good person, good friend. And uh, he's going to join us tonight to talk a little bit uh, of, you know, overseas basketball and kind of his path to to kind of getting to uh, the overseas level, especially because we talked to a lot of guys who have played in Europe. And that's kind of what we've been focusing on. But there's so many other more aspects of basketball than just Europe. I mean, we have Australia, we have Korea, we have all of these different places. And we've talked about this before in the show, like how a lot of times you are kind of put into the, the ways the, the, the teams play, the way the style of play differs in a lot of countries, Europe, America, Australia, uh, the Asian countries, there's a lot of differentiating between, you know, the, the different styles of play. And you kind of see that as we, uh, as we go through the world and talk to these different guys, because they all have different experiences. They all have different uh, styles of play that they have to get used to, which is when we talk about being a professional basketball player, I think that's the craziest thing is that you have to adapt at any time to whatever style it is that, uh, you know, the team that you go to and trust me, I've waited for contracts before when you're waiting and you're just kind of hoping that that contract comes, you just jump on. You're going to go to where the money is. You're going to go to where uh, you, you, we're not in the position of say, you know, everyone following major league baseball. We're not in the position of a Mike Trout or Bryce Harper to kind of say, you know, this is where I want to go. Give me this much money. We are kind of a different commodity. So when we're just not in the same market. So when a team calls us and says, Hey, we're going to offer you this money to play. We're going to jump on that opportunity. A lot of times when you jump on it, you end up in a place that's a little different. Uh, Maybe you're going to have to adapt. It's going to take you a little time to adapt to the style. And I know I've experienced it. You know, every single place that I've played has been a different style of play, things that you you're not familiar with. I think we talked to Seth uh, Dalabo not too long ago, and he kind of said the same thing. You know, when I was in Poland, we're going through and we, we have our regular workouts and things like that, and suddenly we go outside. I think we're going for, like, a long run. We end up kicking the soccer ball around. Now, that, those were, like, my favorite practices because I suck at soccer, but I like soccer a lot, and it's different. But, like, for the guys who grew up playing soccer, they're like, this is stupid. So they weren't really trying. I was like pretending it was the World Cup, but that's just kind of how things go when you're, uh, you know, when you're an import. You just kind of have to get used to the new 
new kind of styles that you're uh, going to get accustomed to. And Nick's kind of going to talk about that, especially his experience kind of. Now, Nick went from Duke University, uh, was obviously a very good player at Duke University, won a national championship, played with a lot of, you know, high-level NBA guys, ended up going directly to Australia right upon uh, college being done. West of the, went to the West Sydney Razorbacks, ended up playing there for uh, a year or two, kind of got hurt, came back from that injury, and then he bounced around between, uh, you know, he was in a few NBA summer leagues, kind of back and forth into in the States, and then he ends up playing a little bit during the summers in New Zealand and back to Australia, and that's kind of where my part of the story hooks up and lines up with his. He's playing in New Zealand, or he's playing in Australia. I end up being an import in Australia. So we kind of battle each other a few times, talk a little off the court, very good human being. Uh, You know, then I leave, go to Korea the following year, uh, get hurt there. And I end up coming back to try to find a place to play that after my knee injury. And I ended up getting uh, matched up with New Zealand and I end up being on the same team as Nick. And uh, we're going to be joined hopefully by uh, Gavin Cross as well. Now, Gavin was, uh, you know, Gavin was the, the, the ultimate trainer in terms of uh, skill development, in terms of strength development uh, in New Zealand. Uh, if you are in New Zealand, his name will ring out, Gavin Cross. Uh, the trainer, too, Stephen Adams from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Gavin will be joining us to talk a little bit about that as well. I think they're on the beach today which is crazy because that's what I was like, all right, you know, we, we'll see how we can do this because they're going to be calling in from the beach from New Zealand onto an internet radio show. I thought that this would be interesting because, you know, it's never been done before. Blog talk radio might explode, but Hey, first time for everything. So we'll be talking uh, a little bit of basketball tonight, a little bit of overseas basketball. If you are, you know, lonely and a Saturday night or what is it? I don't even know what day it is. It's a Saturday afternoon in New Zealand, that much I know, but it's a Friday night here in America around 11 o'clock. So if you are sitting there at 11 o'clock on a Friday night, just waiting for something fun to happen, chances are it's not going to happen right now, but... You know, you never know. You might get that text in a little bit and booty call, and, you know, it's a good thing. So if you want to give a call in while you're waiting for said call, 917-889-2962 to kind of talk a little bit about uh, overseas basketball. Uh, Our schedule is kind of slotted to uh, have a few guys come up in the the next few weeks, uh, more European guys and our uh, my goal is to try to get this show really talking about all the experiences of overseas basketball that people don't see on a daily basis, uh, which is what we're trying to accomplish, trying to get everyone to understand what's going on. And it's not a bad thing. It's a, you know, playing overseas basketball is incredible. It's uh, such a great experience. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I'm excited uh, to have done it. And uh, you know, now we can kind of share those experiences with the world because they are unique experiences. It's not like the NBA. Uh, you're going to have different things. You're, you're, you're shipped off far away from home. It's a tough situation at first. You're, uh, there's a lot of isolation factors that you deal with, but at the same time, you're playing professional basketball. You are getting paid to play the game that you love. So can't knock that. Can't fault that at all. So... <clears throat> We are uh, going to be joined, hopefully, by uh, Nick Forvath and Gavin Cross in a little bit to talk a little bit about the uh, experiences of going overseas. Because I think going from Australia to to from America, especially Duke University, directly to Australia is is kind of rare. A lot of guys have to kind of pay their dues in other places, the D League or Australia or Jesus. Europe before like Australia just comes and knocks on the door. So uh, it's a unique experience for Nick to go directly there and to be able to, uh, you know, get that experience of playing there. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, Nick Corvac. 
play. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. That slum dog millionaire Bollywood flowing up. Uh, my real friends never hearing from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. I got a small circle. I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the 
same building, but we got different views. I got a couple cars I never get to use. Don't like my women single. I like my chicks and twos. And these days, all the girls are down the road. I hit the strip club and all the bitches find the pole. Plus, I've been sipping, so this shit is moving kind of slow. Just tell my girl to tell her friend that it's time to go.
you know, going right from college playing at Duke University, winning a national championship to going to right to Australia, uh, the West Sydney Razorbacks. So, Nick, how did you get hooked up with Australia? Because that's a, that's a pretty unique place to go. I know that, that there's a lot of, like, I guess cricket, like things that need to happen before you get into New Zealand. You kind of have to prove yourself. And you got you immediately coming off of college went right to Australia. Well, obviously, Duke had a lot to do with it, right? Like, if you go, if you play at Duke, you just kind of got some currency in the basketball world. And it was That's just true. through random big connections. I didn't really get an agent. There was a guy who was a coach who – and I, I'd always kind of wanted to play in Australia, obviously, if I couldn't play in the league or something. And coming out of Duke averaging, like, four points a game, I wasn't I wasn't on the radar for the – I wasn't in the lottery. But um, so I kind of just was like, well, Australia sounds like a mint place to play. And so I just happened when I was at a, a Duke camp, my first off season there, a guy there was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I sent a player over there. And he knew, um, remember C.J. Bruton? Yeah. Well, and then he was like a, you know, played for Australia for a number of years. His dad, Cal Bruton, was an American import that had ended up, same as, you know, same as us, came out, played in Australia, but then he never left. So he was still out there and he was um, – kind of affiliated with the uh, Sydney Kings, but there was the other Sydney team. And so it was just kind of through, you know, the grapevine random connections. This guy I knew at Duke from a Duke camp I was at during the summer, knew CJ's dad, and it all just kind of got lined up. And that first year I was on no money. I think I was on 40K or something. <laughs> but, you know, a job's a job, and I didn't know what I was doing, so I flew straight out. I was in the shittiest house in the universe in Liverpool, it sounds glamorous, but I was like, I mean, it was meant for me. I was getting paid to play basketball for the first time in my life, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know that you didn't have to live in like the dung heap house in the middle of nowhere with cockroaches on the floor. You could get your own place, and it was part of your contract and all this. I didn't know any of that until the next year. <laughs> That's awesome. So you know you get you get to Australia and obviously you make such a great name for yourself out uh, in Australia playing you know you know then that's like the the one stat the only person that win a national championship in Australia New Zealand and you know you know in college, which is a really cool feat uh, you know that's yeah, like the answer that. to a fun little bar trivia. That's it. <laughs> you know it's not an NBA championship but it's it's something. I'll take it. Yeah, and well, it, you know, it, you know it's made to some really cool countries, and now I'm, you know, now I'm here. I, I, I wouldn't really trade it. We just had a, no. we just had an hour long walk on the beach, and it's sunny as hell. And the Gavatron is here. Say what's up. Kyo, what's happening, buddy? <laughs> Gavatron, what is up? What's going on? What is lacking? How's how's life? Life is good, you know. Just you know, living the uh, living the dream, doing a little uh, doing a little overseas basketball talk, and. Uh, you know, thinking about the Gavitron and all the work that, you know, hard work that you do to uh, kind of make the players stronger and stuff like that. The man, the oh, myth, the legend. It's going well, KO. It's going really well, mate. We, we've, we've had a couple of good, a couple of good runs. Seasons-wise, the Saints went really well. Um, last year, the year before last, went super well. So the boys are just coming back into camp now. The Tall Blacks are going quite well. Um also, so the the way that we've trained the sort of tall blacks has changed a little bit over the past couple of years because of the fever windows. You know that they um, mm-hmm. it hasn't really been those long sort of month or six week tours which we used to do. It's been sort of windows here, there, and everywhere. So you get sort of six days where you you fly over to play sort of Jordan and Lebanon away, um, and then a game at home as well. So you, you've got like a week to try and get everything in ship shape. So we're doing a lot more work sort of in season, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm life mate. It's fantastic. Gav, you, you sound great. I mean, I know you're doing, doing great job. I know when Steve, Steven Adams comes home, uh, you know, you're working with him and, and, you know, it's like, it's, it's such a, such a pleasure to, to have trained under you when you're training all these legends of the world. And that, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm at least a pebble on that, on that, on that radar. He put Thomas and I through a workout today and he still sucks. Man, we had we had a good one. We missed you today on the beach, Ko. It was it was a good it was a good one today. It was a it good was a, one. It was a beach workout. Well, it was it was it was. Um, we finished off on the beach, but it was most it was mostly on the deck here at the house. We just we just thought, you know, let's get a couple of plyos in. We ended up doing twenty four minutes of work, and um, and then it was yeah, it was quite delightful. That's awesome. Did you guys pop the shirts off? I mean, 
That's that's pretty typical. Shirtless as we speak, (laughs) glistening with the Pacification water. Oh, that's so good. So good. I'm so cold right now. It's just not even on the same radar. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was funny. I was just talking to Gav today, and I was telling Thomas, because today was the one versus 16 matchup with Duke in North Dakota State. And I was like, that's when we played against you. Yeah, that's true. And that's. Yeah, the, the the first time Nick and I ever played against each other was when I was the 16th seed at Monmouth and Nick was the the number one seed at Duke. And, like, I that, I remember trying to line up, you know. Like, our, it was, like, so much so funny because I know how you guys probably approach that game is, like, you know, respect all opponents. And, like, our coach is just, like, running through the lineups. He's like, all right, here's uh, Shane Battier, and you've seen him on TV. Here's Mike Dunleavy. Here's Jason. And, like, he was laughing as we're going through it. And it's like one of those things where we were so shell shocked and we're like, Oh my God, Holy shit. We're playing Duke. And it was fun. But like now teams like are, are actually trying to win. Like they're like, well, Oh, got done. and it was only a three point game today with Duke at halftime. Yeah. I mean, I think the levels have changed and I think with the media exposure and just how it is now, you know, you see, it was awesome last year. I thought when a 16 beat a one, you know, Oh, that was great. It was that so was cool, and I just think, yeah, the the basketball has become such a world game too. So there's these players like you look at like a I don't know a Luka Doncic or something. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. this guy would have been laughed off the thing, but now it's like there's basketball geniuses everywhere. It's cool. So it's, it's not all just hoops now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like so that. Nick, kind of you know jumping off like you know the 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 experiences and stuff in Australia, and obviously uh, Australia is tight like it's just it's just an incredible place to live New Zealand's an incredible place to live and a lot of times we talk like you know I'm talking to other guys and they played in Europe and there's like a little bit of struggle in Bob but you did say you struggled your first year coming out uh you weren't living in the best place like the only thing crap about my first year was that I just didn't know that I could not live in that in this house that they had for free you know I mean they were just like Uh they knew they got and I just didn't know what I didn't know the next year I realized how meant it could be. And, and let's, yeah, let's be honest. It wasn't a struggle. I mean, I've heard all the horror stories from Europe of, you know, guys. I heard about guys getting framed. They're, they're, they tell a player, you're going to quit. And the guy says, no, nah, I, want, I want the rest of my money. And uh, this German guy I was a friend with was just telling me this last year. One of his teammates, he was an import. He just wasn't working out. And they, they cut him. And he said, no, nah, I want the rest of my money. And they said, well, that's fine. But when you're at practice one day, someone's going to go into your apartment, put some drugs in there and call the police. And, <laughs> and so you, we can do that. Right. Or you can leave without your money. And I'm a buddy no, of mine, but... James Harvey, you know, he was in Israel and then the, you know, there's like bombs going off and stuff. So he ended up selling the team car that they gave him for some cash and flying himself out. What? So I've heard of some scary <laughs> stuff. But, you know, there's nothing going down like that in Australia. It was really pretty mint. One practice a day. You're living in Australia. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mint. You know what it's like. You were there. It's awesome. It's crazy because, like, everyone who talks and they're like, what was your favorite place to play? And you're always like, Australia or New Zealand. You mean, it wasn't, it, was... you mean it wasn't Korea, man? <laughs> oh, my God. That was, like, the craziest <laughs> thing. And the, the, the thing that sucked the most is I, I you know, had an offer on the table to go back to New Zealand or to, to Australia that year. But then the Korea thing came up and I'm like, wow, that's like a whole lot of money. And it was the worst experience ever. Like they put you in a, in a dorm and you're not allowed to see anyone and you don't have a car, you have no access to anything and you're living in Korea. (laughs) It was like, there was no benefit at all. And I'm just like, you know, you, you kind of go back and you're just like, man, if I didn't do that, if I just kind of went, a different way if I chose to go back to Australia what would have happened like would things be different but you know you live and learn but that's just it's just crazy because it was paradise it's I mean it still is for you uh in my mind it's it's a it's a memory but it still is for you well plus that Aussie league Kev it's it's kind of being recognized now as a, as a pretty good league you know Tory Craig mm-hmm. you know he's got his teeth there and you know he's he's in the Denver team now right he's starting for Denver yep. yeah mm-hmm. good. yeah so it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's even testing ground now too, which is and which is great. Isn't wasn't uh, 
Is it Ferguson, the dude for the Thunder? Oh, was Ferguson, in, yeah, yeah, he, Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson, Ferguson played one year. I mean, there's a lot of guys now that are doing their one year in Australia and then going to the well, league. It's pretty cool. And I always think about uh, when when I was – and I'll tell people, I'll be like, they'll be like, Do, did you play with anyone who's currently in the NBA? And there's like Ilya Sovin, some of the guys I play with. But I'm like, I did play against uh, Joe Ingles. And they're like, really? Yeah. And I was like – and he looks a lot older now. But like he was – because you play with him in Sa- uh, yeah, for the Dragons. Like yeah. 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 And like I remember playing against him, and he was probably like 18, 19 years old. He was like a young player. But you could tell how talented he was. And like you said, now these guys are all kind of making a name for themselves over there. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I mean, Australia has really taken the league over. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at like a Ben, yep. ben and there's Joey's killing it. I mean, there's a lot of great Australian players. Their national team can be really, really good in the world champs and the Olympics coming up. That's true. I mean, because you're going to have – really got Della Vadova, Ben uh-huh. Simmons, Maker. Yeah, they got a squad. Jeez. That is a squad. That is going to be that's going to give some competition to uh, United States, especially the way they play. I but, think the U.S. will, yeah, still be sweet. But it's those other yeah. teams, the Spain and those those teams, should have to worry about Australia now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It I mean, cool. so now one of the coolest experiences, and I always thought about like you know with your experience, you know, you're naturalized New Zealand citizen, so you are a citizen of New Zealand now. And you played for the tall, black, tall blacks, the New Zealand national team. Uh, what, what? And it's it's got to be an interesting feeling because you're an American, but you're playing for you know the land that has you know become your home. Was there any like ever any conflict when you're kind of playing you know in these situations and you're like I'm an American guy and you're rooting for like are you rooting for anything else or is this like wholeheartedly all in 100 percent? Well, you're all in for the team, you know, it's like, because, and, and we weren't playing the States, right? I mean, we're, you know, we're playing Serbia and Lithuania and Korea and, and stuff, trying to make the Olympics, you know, I played mm-hmm. Germany, Dirk knocked us out one year. So yeah, I mean, you're all in and it, it is cool to be able to represent a country, especially when, yeah. you know, you know, I, I didn't think Coach K was thinking about me over LeBron, you know, for the U.S. So I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything for playing. You know, it was just an awesome opportunity <laughs> to, be, to be able to represent our country, you know. Well, the the and, cool thing, and, you know, you do you still do you still talk to Coach K? I mean, even, you know, in New Zealand, do you still have any contact with him? every year, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> I awesome. Birthday card. I haven't spoken to him in a while. You know, he's got other things he's dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah, I was watching. And it's crazy because that game was, yeah, that game happened, you know, the Duke played uh, South North Dakota State a little bit ago, beat them. Uh, UNC almost got knocked off tonight by uh, Iona. So, like you were saying, with the 16 wow. seeds, because I looked that up. I was like, I was watching that game, and they were kind of, it was a close game. I think North Carolina was losing at the half. So I wanted to check, but they ended up, you know, putting it on them. But, that's a good thing. I mean, you, I, I don't yeah, know. Well, I feel like it's well, a 16 you know seed. I'd actually love to see a Carolina Duke fi- in the Final Four. That would be yeah. awesome. Never happened, right? They've never played. Well, that's the cool thing. Is, oh, my God, it would be nuts. And that's the cool thing, like, about the whole entire, you know, and it sucks because you want to see the upsets, but when, like, a big-time team gets upset, it's like, like even the Butler-Duke game, I know uh, I knew Brian Zubak and trained him who ended up playing for, you know, Duke uh, and they played Butler and Gordon Hayward and like, you know, Butler kind of makes its way there, but the ratings weren't that great because it was kind of like, uh, like it's not like a powerhouse. It was like, oh, yeah. and then Gordon Hayward ended up being good. And then, you know, kind of fell off a little bit this year. Now, yeah, Nick, do you come back from that injury? Yeah, it's horrible. Now, Nick, do you do you still, uh, you know, are you still able to follow, uh, you know, like we're talking college basketball and things like that? Are you still able to follow? Do you still have contact? Are you still like following like the the NBA and things like that over there? Yeah, I, I mean, I follow the NBA religiously a lot because of Stephen Adams, you know, but a yeah. lot just because I love the NBA. I've always been an NBA guy. To be honest, I don't watch a ton of college basketball. This year, I watched a little bit, but I just. I still think the NCAA is a little bit slavery, like slavery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially now that, you know, so it's like I still kind of – I don't like the game as much. I still think the coaches have too much power, and you can see a lot of kids just playing scared. 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of robots in, in college basketball still, and I just I don't like the way it's played. There's a few superstar guys, but you see a lot of guys like what happened with Izzo yesterday. You know, what I mean, that's just yep. there's no real place for that, in my opinion. Right, the kids yeah. have too much power in the game still, I think. No, you're right. I think, I think right? the, like they're getting paid millions of dollars a year, and you got a bunch of kids working for free. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's uh-huh. a different – it's a whole other kettle of fish. That, but I, I think the system has to change. I totally agree. Uh, you know, we we can go on and on about, like, paying players and things like that. It's just it's, There's just not a, a fair shake, especially when a guy's, you know, generating that kind of income for a university and yeah, you're paying the coach. And think about the money he has made people this year. Oh my God. It's insane. You know, it's insane. He's and like the, none of it. And the, the like Anthony Davis thing, I remember reading when Anthony Davis was at K- Kentucky, there was like this ridiculous stat where like Anthony Davis, his net worth just at Kentucky in terms of like merchandise sales and stuff, it was like 38 million. It was like something astronomical in terms of what he's bringing into the university. And, and Zion would be probably double that, right? Like he's a exactly. phenomenon. The kids at uh-huh. my school wearing Duke Zion Williams jerseys <laughs> all the time, you know, every day. And I'm just like, man, you know, yeah. what if he would have blown his knee out in that injury and never even oh able my to God. play? That would be it's it's unbelievable. And then what what are they going to do? Are they going to give him you know the same money he's making the NBA? No, they're going to be like, sorry, here's here's yeah. a here's your degree in three three years. Go to class. Here's your fake ass degree that. <laughs> here's your sociology major in general studies. Yeah. <laughs> fake ass degree. Oh my god. Hey, but Kev, Kev, I'll tell you what, yeah. there's, there's, there's more players um, playing this year. So the Kiwis in, in March Madness than ever before. So basketball down here is getting a lot of traction at the moment. There were some um, stats came out over the last two weeks that it's, it's now taken over from rugby as the most played sport in, in school here in New Zealand. So wow. it's, it's getting huge amounts of traction awesome, here. Man. That's so cool. I mean that, and I know I saw something, so, you know, somewhere posted where there's like all the people just playing in the NCAA tournament, uh, in New Zealand, you know, Kiwis just playing in the in the uh, NCAA tournament. Right. That's not even talking yeah, about the totally. season. Yeah, it's unbelievable, and that's cool. Yeah, and there, it was... no, 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 no. I was just going to say that's 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 kind of um, the big thing for us at the moment is is trying to get um, a lot of those players noticed, I suppose, as Nick was mm-hmm. saying earlier on, everybody knows that the that, that basketball is massively strong in, in Australia and and there's oh my god, there's 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 two basically all star teams playing of, of Aussies at the moment. So um if we can get a couple more guys, you know, from Kiwiland into into the big show it would be it would be amazing for us, right? Right. And it's it's crazy because, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, in terms of being like a, a, an American going and playing overseas, you have a lot of guys where you're like, OK, how am I? You know, Nick, you had your story where you, you know, you kind of knew a guy through Duke who knew Cal Bruton. It's it's interesting to think about the other way around, how guys, you know, young players in New Zealand and Australia end up in the United States, how do they end up, you know, I know coaches come over and take recruiting trips and things like that, but you know, it's not, it's must not be as easy to be seen. Uh, you know, when you're not playing on like national TV, when you're not a big time college athlete to kind of have a young high school kid, are you going to take a chance on this kid? Uh, is, I mean, is there like an AU circuit? Like how do, what is the, really the, protocol of a coach coming over and recruiting some of these guys how are they going to find like the needle in the haystack kid in australia or new zealand who's going to be the next big thing i had a um i had a little bit of experience that i was coaching a team this last couple of years that we had a seven foot one kid um and he ended up going to uc irvine and and how it kind of worked through that was you know word sort of spreads and a lot of it now, because there's so much video, you can get onto these recruiting services, you can get video of your games, you can send it out. So it's the same thing. You know, I, I know a couple coaches at a couple schools, I contact them, say, hey, I got this 7-1 kid, you know, send them the video. Oh, yeah, okay. And then the kind of word kind of spreads. And then eventually, so what happened for, what seems to happen is, is coaches will come out. They'll, they'll send one of their assistants out for the national high school tournament here. And so mm-hmm. they know, that, you know, on this one trip, they'll be able to see all the best, 
Kiwi players for that year. So they usually probably do a double where they go through Australia and then they swing through and come through New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they can kind of in one fell swoop see see most of the good players because they should all be playing in that national high school tournament. That's awesome. So that's kind of uh, how it worked with them. That's pretty cool. And, you know, uh, you know, when you're talking about – what's his name, Callum? Callum? Yeah, Callum Gray, yeah. Okay, I think I, I just good year this year. He's what? Yeah, he, he had a pretty good year this year. He's a freshman, but you know he started. He he had a couple double doubles, and you know he's playing solid. I think he did the right thing where he picked. We were, I, I was really strong. I was like, you know, go to somewhere where you're gonna play. Don't yeah. don't don't. Yeah. There's this kid Ty Winyard, and Ty Winyard's a great talent. But he went to Kentucky, which is similar to me going to Duke, right? You know, you go, but you don't realize the level until you're there, right? And I told Ty Winyard, you know, you better be the you better be the second or first best power forward in the world at your age right now because mm-hmm. number one is Kentucky as well. So if you're the third best, well, number one and two are going to be playing in front of you. You know, so yeah. Dallas has done a good job of, of finding a place that needed a, a big fella. And, he, and right away, you know, they want to develop him. And so he's, he's playing right away, you know. So it's it's been That's a really awesome. good experience for him where there's a lot of Kiwis that go over and they just kind of – it's their first time playing against American athletes, and they're not really ready for it. You know, they got to mm-hmm. pick the spot. What's crazy, uh, you know, St. Mary's is the team that notoriously. I think they there was a stat that they've had a an Australian guy on the team for you know like twenty years, where they've yeah. consistently had an Australian guy on the team, which is you know obviously they have the connection now, and now they can kind of find those guys. They also had a guy from Town, Estonia, which is a place that I played in. So I was rooting for them, but then they got knocked off in the first round. So that's in, and it's crazy because I'm in Philadelphia. So, you know, the, the Villanova people are all crazy and everyone becomes a Villanova fan. And it's one of the yeah. five big five teams, five big Philadelphia teams. And, you know, Nova's just kind of, yeah, great. That's awesome. They had a parade for them, but I don't know. I'm not a huge Nova guy, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's a sweet so, city for yeah i was about to say i was like there's there's some good <laughs> stuff and, and you kind of like talk about you know like the even like the friendships and and things that happen uh when you're playing and it's crazy because i haven't seen either of you in jesus when what what, what year was that 2008 2009 the last time i saw you was in philly i reckon or maybe we met in where did we meet we met somewhere in oh Spain. that's Yes, we did. We met up, but like, that's like crazy, like to have like a friendship. And it's crazy because a lot of like the friendships that we have, you, you don't see them forever. And then boom, you jump in, see them and you're like hanging out forever. And like, nothing's ever changed, which is like a cool thing. And I think that's kind of like the, the whole entire like brotherhood of, of basketball players. You kind of get each other and things you don't see each other. You don't, you know, not talking every single day. But, like, you have that closeness probably more so than the people that you're talking to on a daily basis just because, you know, you suffered with them. You've gone through this whole entire grind with them. And I'm sure you guys, you have it with, like, the guys at Duke and things like that. But it was cool. Like, when you kind of have that, that – and, I mean, we tore up that New Zealand league. That was, I, that was the first <laughs> time that we ne- – I never rebounded. Like, like, when they were like, here, we're going to give you – money every single time that you are get over 10 rebounds and 10 points. I was like, yup. We both had the bonus and we both got it every single game. Like it was yeah, just like, was all right. We were just talking about it today, man. That was just a great, great. That was year, a good man. year, man. That was so good. That was so, fun. so much fun. And like, <laughs> just like the stories, like just the fun things. And that's like what people, you know, they don't see that, that side. And, and listen, like we're, you know, you're you're a quasi celebrity because you are, you know, you're you're professional athlete in that city. So a lot of people are like, holy shit, like there they come, here they come. But you're, it's not on the level of like the NBA where they're like, wow, like this is, holy shit, yeah, LeBron's here. It's like all fun over here. It's fun though. <laughs> it is fun. It's awesome. Oh, it's especially so, fun when you see two. Put guys going down, Courtney Place and, and Wellington. Where the hell did these guys come? This is before they started to film the Lord of the Rings. Man, it was like you were you were <laughs> greatness. <laughs> right, 
We were like we were like monsters there. It was so awesome. And I like I looked at pictures and I was like, were we mon? And I was like, I guess we were because I'm looking at this one game and I'm I'm looking at all the people around me and they looked a lot smaller. And I'm like, I mean, like I was like playing against like a guy like six seven and I'm just like, yeah, like no shit, I rebounds. Like if I didn't, I'd be pissed off. And there was two of us. There was two of us. <laughs> like one boxing out, like you get it this time. We're going to, like, oh, dominate so this. Just to so get drinking money. Yeah. And, Kim, the other thing, man, in, in, in the final series of that year, we were just talking about it with, with a, a mate of ours who's, who's here, here at the moment, too, who's a baseball player. And we were saying the only reason we lost that final series was because they had the guy who has since been inducted into the FIBA Hall of Fame, right, on the, on the other team. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Perro, yeah. A lot of talent in that final series, man. That was off that the That was. That was crazy. Perro, and Perro was like, I mean, he was just a, a tree. Like, you couldn't move him. Like, you, he just yeah, would he turn, was. and you, people would go. And we were strong dudes, and we would still go flying. I was like, he's a monster. He had, he's like, a such monster, a strong dude. base. Yeah, yeah. He, was one of the, he was one of my favorite all-time players, man. He was so different than any other player I'd ever played against. Uh-huh. Demigod strength. Have demigod strength, and then he would yeah, <laughs> knock down everything. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, you, you, yeah, wouldn't totally ex- you'd like wouldn't expect it from seeing him. You're like, oh my god! Like suddenly he yeah. comes out, and you're just like burying threes and puts up thirty on you, and you're like, how did this just happen? Where did that come from? Yeah, oh, awesome. so good, man. So good, so good. So, like, thinking about, like, the you know, the, those are the best experiences, because, you know, playing in Australia, playing in New Zealand, there's there's so many interesting things that have happened. Uh, what do you put as, like, the, mo- the, the one of the highlights of your playing career in, like, the Australian uh, NBL? Um, other, other than, you know, sort of winning championships, winning mm-hmm. rebounding titles, this is exactly what you just talked about was, you know, the, just those memories that that season with you is one of the most fun seasons I remember, you know, where it was just like, we just had a tight knit crew and mm-hmm. we were just working every day at practice and hanging out every night. And just, those are the things you miss, right? You know, the road trips and the, uh-huh. the you know, and, and going to battle in the games and, the, and those great, you know, that come from behind victories and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it, There's no like sort of single moment. If I had to pick one mm-hmm. basketball moment of my life, it wouldn't be a pro moment. It would be winning the state championship my high school, my senior year, which is crazy because that was 20 years ago yesesterday no two days ago wow. 20 years ago two days ago my buddies you know we have a like a group chat i'm still best friends with all those dudes from back in minnesota and we were just all reminiscing for the last couple of days man you know i just think that's when basketball was its purest you know what i mean no. you're playing with all your friends that you grew up with and i've heard all the nba guys say the same thing you know the most fun they ever had was when you're playing with your your buddies for the love of it but mm-hmm. we had some great times those years in in new zealand I, uh, oh. Later in my career, I actually had some some really fun years where I was kind of like the old grizzled vet, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I was like, you know, I couldn't run very fast anymore or jump very high, but I knew all the tricks, and I was just, uh, <laughs> you know, stepping on people's toes and elbowing dudes and climbing over their back, and and you know, I just was like that. You know, I kind of, you know, your body's given out, but you you finally figured it all out, you know, and you kind of feel mm-hmm. like you're one step ahead. Yeah, so, you know that, all that stuff. That's what I really miss about playing is like you know the the little tricks of the trade and the cleverness and like the you know the going to battle each each day. That was really no. fun. No, you totally, I totally agree because like you know, and like almost the same thing. Like you try to have that like camaraderie. Like it's not the same. The the you're not gonna have that same locker room where like the guys that you're you're going to battle with are the guys who end up being your closest friends. Like I, I have friends that I teach with. And, you know, but, like, we're not going to battle anything. Like, we're just – it's just, like, we're just kind of – yeah, you're like, oh, like, see you in 40 minutes when the class is over. It's like – but you you still have that camaraderie, but it's just a different level, and I think that's just what made basketball so cool. And especially, like, a place like New Zealand, a uh, place like Australia, where you're able to see a lot of the things and a lot of the sights, which is something that a lot of people I know – Europe, it tends to be a lot of people end up being like homebodies. Like they almost don't leave their apartment. They go and they stay because, you know, it's a little more intimidating over there. 
But what were you able to see? What was the coolest thing you were able to do off the court in terms of like exploring or seeing different things that that people would be like, holy shit, I can't believe you did that. Oh, well, I mean, my favorite places are like where I am right now, where you're just in the middle of nowhere on some beach and, you know, we're in a town right now. There's one shop, but houses, no traffic lights, no nothing, no nobody. It's just paradise. But I mean, obviously you go through Australia and, you know, I went diving in the Great Barrier Reef and saw the 12 apostles and, you know, a million cool sites. But I, my favorite, my favorite thing are those little spots that aren't the touristy spots, which is, you know, mm-hmm. right where we are right now. You know, it's like these little hidden gems where you only really find it once you've been in the place for a long time, you know, because it's yeah. like, you know, it's the secret little spots that no one else knows about it. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you, right people, you find the right spots. That's, are you staying like in this in this little little town for like for like a few days? Yeah, it really sucks. Gav has a place here right on the beach. <laughs> so we walk out in the backyard through through the like you know through the trees for thirty seconds, and then you're on like pretty much your private white sand it's beach. Pretty terrible, Kev. It's horrible, man. We were just <laughs> it sounds it. literally thirty seconds before we uh, got on this call. We were you know we had a quick away. dip. Dip. <laughs> <laughs> we're struggling right now here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. It it. The sun, it's the like, sun's out here too, Kev. You know, it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty warm day. So we're just, you know, we're just, we had a bit of a cheese board actually at lunch. We, you know, some homegrown see, tomatoes. You know, it's, it's it's kind of terrible. Let's put it this way: I don't wear shoes it. or a shirt ever when I'm here. See, that's right, like the best thing in the world. Place, right? No shoes, yeah, you, no shoes. You're just there. You're in the sun. There's no time seems to kind of stop. You know what I mean? You yeah. just kind of do whatever you want to do. It's awesome. That's, in, that's incredible. And kind of, you know, yeah, I know just, just I, I crossing, crossing over the first day of spring here uh, the other day. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. 32 degrees and uh the line for rita's water ice now is that i don't know this is one of those things where like even you know minnesota but definitely in new zealand like rita's water ice did you ever hear of that when you were in america or is that a philadelphia thing what was it now i don't think i've heard of it what is it rita's water ice? it's so crazy because i'm people probably listening who from other areas of the country it's like the biggest thing here it's like water ice and there's this place called Rita's Water Ice. There's like one on every corner. It's like a McDonald's, and it's like oh, the biggest thing. Drink. Yeah, it's like a, they have like ice cream and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like crazy. That that's like the big thing. They give away free water ice on the uh, first day of spring. So I had sixty people standing out in line uh, when it was thirty-two degrees. It's just it's just not fun yeah, in the cold, so and I feel American, like <laughs> it's so American. So and I I feel like as I get older I'm just like I don't know I'm just I'm like I guess this is why people go to Florida like there's just like you're just like my bones hurt my ankles hurt my knees hurt and I'm just like every joint hurts just dealing with this <laughs> stupid cold weather. Man. It's funny you though because I you know I grew up in Minnesota and I miss the winters. I took my kids back this year for there. They'd never seen snow before. Oh my and, god! You know, it's cool to do. You know, we go up to Lake Superior, so it's a little different. It's still pretty. It's it's pretty cool up up on Lake Superior, you know, because you got this big ass lake and then snow, and it, it's it's kind of a different thing than just being in the dregs of the middle of winter where there's nothing but cold and dreary. But yeah. you know, I, I miss it a little bit. But it's the sort of thing where I I do remember how it's awesome for a month, you know, November, December. <laughs> It was pretty mint, and then, and then there's the next like four months where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Be over. that's what that's the that's where I'm at right now, right in that those <laughs> shitty months, of, like, and you're right, like, and well, that's the one thing, and I remember I celebrated my first Christmas in 110 degree weather when I was in Cairns. What has you know, what has your like holidays been like now that you're kind of like over there? It's, it's a different, you know, it's the summertime. So you kind of have a different, you know, everything's a little different when it comes to Christmas. Has that almost become your tradition now? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird, but we come out here. So this, this Christmas Eve, it was, you know, me and Gavin, it was, it was one of the best Christmas meals we had. Cause it was, it was deer. So venison that I'd shot and then 
crayfish, which is lobster, lobster that we'd caught that morning. And that was our oh Christmas dinner. So different, right? Because it's hot. You're on the beach. It's the, it still doesn't feel like Christmas. Christmas Day is Christmas, right? Because, you know, yeah. Christmas Day, everyone. There it's, but but the lead up like the thing I do, I do kind of miss the lead up you know like yeah it's it's bright out here no one really has Christmas lights because it's light out till about nine thirty ten o'clock so you never see them anyway you know <laughs> so it still doesn't feel like Christmas I don't think it ever will because you know all the Christmas carols are about winter and blah 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 so I yeah. do kind of miss a little bit of the, the the that lead up but you know I'm not really complaining now when it's still sunny and I'm at the beach and you guys yeah. in the in the hail. Yeah, it's horrible. I've never experienced hail before. I'm like still, I still can't like fathom what I just experienced. And like, it was so shitty because I, I started taking the dog for a walk and like, I was like, I think that's hail. And I was telling my daughter, I was like, I think that's hail. And we're walking. And as we get to the furthest point, like we walked around the block, the furthest point, it's like, like the hail's starting to come down like marble size. I'm like, all right, this is not good. But I, I never experienced it. anything. It was it freaked me the freak out. I don't now. I just want to go to New Zealand and just be on the beach right now, not the yeah, old fucking hell. Be loving it here, man. You got to come back, man. We'll plan a trip. I know. That's what I said. I was like, that's and that's one of those rare things. Like I don't. A lot of players like don't end up going back to those places because you know you've been there and then you come home and you kind of get inundated with your home life and now it's like. You, I'm I, and the travel bug's definitely there. Like I'm feeling it right now. I just I need to get out. I need to go, and Australia and hitting the hitting the old 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 life would be awesome. Especially what you guys are currently doing. That would be mint. Yeah, man, it'd be awesome if you were here, dude. We'd be loving it. I know. Drink a lot of uh, snake bites and and do it up like that. Snake bites. What are, what are those? <laughs> are you drinking them right now? Oh god! Oh my goodness! No, yeah, Kev. If you come back, then I suppose we'll have to reenact it. I, I, I guess. But oh my goodness! <laughs> I still remember the very first night we met. We were in Nelson. In Nelson, yeah. In Nelson, yeah. yeah. We went out that night. Uh huh. Just epicness. Oh man, that was fun. You're waiting for us in the bar, right after the That's after it. the game. Yep. Remember that? I yeah, because I didn't play. Like I showed up. I like got there, and you guys were like warming up. I like got off the airplane, and you guys were warming up, and I'm like, hey, I'm your teammate, and everyone's like, hey, and then I was like, yeah, I was like, can I? Do I go in the locker room? Like, what do I exactly do? I do. It's like that awkward moment where you're just like, well, it's quite you know, you were you're wearing a really long black raincoat. It was kind of <laughs> kind of awkward. <laughs> No underwear. Well, no, it's like you've arrived in the middle of winter. Yeah. What are you up to? It's crazy. No, that's what I, I figured. I'd try to make a good impression. See how that yeah. goes. See I, how that went. And, and then I'm not going to go in the dressing room. I'm just going to wait for you guys in the bar. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> what did you mean to go on, mate? Happy days. Oh, it definitely worked because I feel like I got we got all got pretty uh, banged up that night. And that was like my like welcome to New Zealand. I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. And then we, I think it was like, a few, it was like two weeks later was St. Patrick's Day, and we like hit it up with Doug. And we that was another good night, the St. Patrick's Day. I remember that. That's like every time I think of St. Patrick's Day, that's the first thing I think of. That was too good, man. That was outstanding. Well, Doug's on the circuit still, mate. I think he he was coaching he was coaching in Luxembourg right for a while, yeah, and then he he, he went back to Switzerland, Denmark. That's awesome. I haven't taught. Have yeah. you spoken? Have you guys talked to him recently? I haven't talked to him in ages. I used to, yeah, I haven't in a couple of years at least. Yeah. I used to yeah. email him like every once in a while just to check in. And then like, that's just, you know, it hasn't it's happened. Recently. Life, it's the same as the playing life. You really got to commit to it because, you know, you yeah. got to go where the clubs are. I mean, our Thomas, the, you know, our, our baseball buddy here, he's doing that right now. You know, he's in New Zealand now, he's in Germany in a couple months and then he might be in Mexico and then he might be back here. You know what I mean? It's like that life mm-hmm. we used to leave. You got to, if you want to do a coaching, it's like you got to commit to it and you're going to get the jobs wherever you get the jobs. Remember Brian Gorgian? Yeah. He was a he was million a, he, coach for a while. He's in Guangdong, China right now, making a oh million, million dollars a year, but still he's, you know, you got to go where you got to go. Yeah. He, he's in one of the tiny rural towns of, Seven million people in China. Oh, nice. <laughs> lacking, <laughs> never lacking a friend there. Jesus, I don't know what I'd do with. 
that's what, and I'm like you, like, I feel like what you're experiencing right now, it's isolation. And I like isolation. Like I, I'm the I, I need it's, a little it's, time to myself every day. Right. Like, just give uh, me some time. like, I don't need enough. I don't need a lot of people. I just need the right people. Exactly. It's totally right. <laughs> so right. Can you remind us about, I was telling Thomas this morning about <laughs> about the Pope, who is a relative of yours, right? Oh yeah, the Pope. Yeah, the uh, Paul Owens. Uh, he was the GM of the Phillies, uh, managed the Phillies for a little bit, and uh, yeah, kind of was like he was on the Phillies Wall of Fame. He's a big. He's a big name in Philadelphia. It's tough, like cause, like a lot of people in the in like baseball, like a, a lot of people knew him, but that was in the eighties. So yeah, he. Uh, so he, it was it was awesome. It was fun. That's why I I, I kind of grew up a Phillies fan. So Bryce Harper and is uh, very near and dear to my heart right now because uh, no, we got man. him. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. <laughs> that was a crazy contact too. My goodness. Incredible. I've never. I was. I've never. Every single day, I was on Twitter, like just scrolling through, like refresh, refresh, like every ten minutes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're gonna get him today. We're gonna get him, and then it, when it seemed like it was like, oh shit, we're not gonna get him. Like there's no way. All of a sudden, it was like, oh. Here he is. I'm like, this is nuts. It's awesome. Perhaps so a billion dollars. <laughs> and then Trout goes and gets Trout, you know another hundred million. Yeah, yeah, four thirty. I was like, God Almighty! And it was one of I thought I for some reason when they first said it, I was like, Oh, he's got the same contract as Harper. And they're like, No, it's four thirty. I'm like, Holy shit! It's a That's whole other hundred. It's a whole other hundred of those things. So is the city excited to get Harper in the, you know, in the, around the trip, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, people are, people are freaking out. Uh, you know, he had a, and then everyone's like so critical. And this is what I hate. Like every, anytime an athlete does anything, like everyone's so critical of it. So they're like, Bryce Harper still hasn't gotten a hit. Now he, he's played, he had like, Tenant bats, and they're like, he still hasn't doesn't doesn't have a hit, and everyone's freaking out. And then he had two home runs yesterday, and it's like, all right, wow. he was like, it's just hit two bombs. About that, when you're yeah. when you're in it, when you're playing, you just you can't you can't you can't listen to the chatter because it's mm-hmm. you know you have one bad game that doesn't mean you're if, if you your entire career's over, you know, like Bryce Harper, yeah. 10 at bat, you know, he's, he's no good anymore kind of thing. You know, it's like, come on, man. It's different <laughs> when you're in, you know what it's like. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to put yourself on the line and compete day in and day out and have the same mm-hmm. results. These guys are amazing. They can do it. And, and you, and you know, I'm, it's fun with me with my little son growing up. He's obsessed with basketball and he's, He's learning like, wow, even even Steph Curry has a bad day. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. the nature of all sport. It's hard to show up every day and do it. You know, yeah. and these guys, are, uh, these guys are incredible. They can just, just do it night after night after night, a hundred games a year, two hundred baseball. You know, it's just astounding. Yeah, it is. It's it's awesome. Well, you guys are. You guys are my favorite people. This has been incredible. Love talking to you. Thank you guys so much for joining from your beautiful vacay up in uh, out in the New Zealand. And uh, miss Just you guys. And I'll life. definitely have to get out. Can't wait to see you, Kev. Yeah. Come on down, man. Come on, man. You got oh, a I'm coming down. Maybe even a beer. Oh, trust me. I'll need 17 for that after that flight, but I will be there. <laughs> oh, all right, man. This was so fun. Let's do it again. Do it again, man. Absolutely. All right, guys. Yeah, you guys yeah. rock. I'll talk to you soon. See you, guys. See you, mate. Bye. So, uh, you know, Nick and Gavin joining us from New Zealand. Pretty uh, cool conversation. Able to kind of talk a lot about, you know, the different things that they've experienced and, uh, you know, and it is. It's crazy. The 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 New Zealand life, the Australia life is so different. Uh, you know, and that's the the one thing that we don't want to have on this show is is to have this negative connotation on basketball, thinking that it's you know the sport is you know going overseas is always bad. And there's always what we're trying to do is show that there's so many crazy cool things that go on, whether they're funny, whether they're nuts, whether they're scary. 
we're showing it all. We're showing like the good, the bad, the ugly. And I think that's, uh, you know, you saw definitely the, the very good in terms of like how players are treated when they play in New Zealand, when they play in Australia. And I, I can attest for playing in both places. It is incredible. Uh, love doing it. Love talking to those guys, obviously very close friends and, uh, can't wait to uh, maybe get out there and uh, we'll interview them live. We'll bring the whole the equipment out and we'll interview them live out there. That would be cool. We'll do a video from the beach. But uh, thanks again for listening tonight. Again, you can check us out on uh, the MU, MU Zone podcast on Twitter, uh, the Matchup Zone on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Matchup Zone. So hit us up if you have any questions uh, or if you want any, any anything that you kind of want to know about the overseas basketball game that we can talk to a lot of these guys about. Because we're going to have guest after guest who's played in unique places and cool places, names that you have recognized as being, you know, a big name when, you, when they played uh, in America. So uh, we'll keep this going. We appreciate it, guys. Until next time, you guys have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you then. See ya. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.